0: And now, broadcasting from a two-person hot tub, high atop the Butterfield Park water tower, it's the E-Town Lowdown, created by Robbie and Rick. And now, your handsome hosts, PK and Rick. Welcome to another special edition of the E-Town Lowdown COVID-19 pandemic. Today is Monday, September 4th, excuse me, September 14th. (laughs) 2020, and I have my friend Pamela Dunley, the president and CEO of Elmer's Memorial Hospital, online. How are you, Pam?
1: I'm great, and um, I understand wanting it to be the fourth instead of the 14th. Time is just flying by. I'm looking outside, and it's not sunny, but it's not raining, so it's you know an overcast day today.
0: Well, we got some got some rain the last week, which was much needed. And yes, I do wish it were the fourth and not the 14th. I. I love fall, but I don't like what it represents. Winter coming soon, right?
1: That's right. That's a scary time coming up.
0: It really is. So we talked uh, last, uh, almost two weeks ago on the 1st of September, and your inpatient census was way down on uh, COVID patients. So what's it looking like right now?
1: Well, it's sad to say, but things are not as good as they have been. We are slowly climbing again. And as of today, we now have 11 positive patients from two from last time, and we have 24 waiting results, and we had 15 last time. So things are going back up. Um, In terms of deaths, we've had three additional deaths since the last time we spoke, so we're now at 86. And in DuPage County, they had um, 14,379 positive patients last time we spoke, now we're up to 16,022. And, um, and they've had 645 total deaths in DuPage. The state has gone from 236,515 up to 261,371, and deaths have gone up um, from 8,064 to 8,309. The good news is we've had 15 additional discharges so we're up to 531 discharges from 516 and the recovery rate for the state went from 95 to 96%. So more people are recovering which is really excellent.
0: So do you um do you attribute the incre- increase in inpatients to anything in particular? You know, does it does it seem like now that people are getting back to school that maybe that's contributing?
1: I think it's probably people are getting a little more comfortable and lax, so school could be part of it, parties could be part of it, uh, people just being tired of isolating from each other. So they've got to be careful. I see a lot of people, you know, this is a, is the number that are in the hospital, but I still see a lot of positives coming through our outpatient area, and, you know, you just don't know who's going to get really sick and who's not going to get sick. Right now we do have one person on a vent. We hadn't had anybody on a vent for quite a while. So it does make me nervous that people um, are letting their guard down and they need to be contain, continue to be vigilant and use their mask and clean their hands and socially isolate.
0: I know the last few times we've spoken, you've mentioned that some of your more um, – classic clinics are doing testing now and i also noticed about a week ago i drove by the covid testing outdoor facility in warrenville in the parking lot and i noticed that it was gone is that being handled at all the other facilities now
1: Yes, we did close our Warrenville uh, site, although the Warrenville site had so many positive reviews from people, it just wasn't as convenient for everybody, and it wasn't a good setup for when the weather starts changing for the people working there. So we did close it down and move um, testing to our nine different um, outpatient sites. And so in the Elmhurst area, we do have... Um, Our Addison building on 303 West Lake has testing. Our Center for Health here at the hospital has testing. Our Lombard facility on Main Street has testing. And um, our Oak Park facility has testing. All the other ones are in more of the Edward Market area, but there is testing available. I will tell you, though, that we're trying to learn from the fact that that drive view works so well. So we are uh, looking at can we do more things in a drive-by kind of way, maybe at more locations um, in the future. So maybe flu shots, maybe other lab testing. Um, so we're, we're exploring that. Some more to come on that. We don't have any answers right now, but you never know.
0: You know, I, I sound like a broken record. I've asked you each of the last few times we've uh, spoken about rapid saliva tests. Are we any closer to getting those uh, in our area? <laughs>
1: We're still investigating. We know the University of Illinois is working hard to expand their saliva testing program, and if they do, we we want to be part of that. We're investigating our possibility of, of being able to do it for our patients, but um, testing resources are still very limited, and that's why we've not been able to do that.
0: Okay. I've read a few places in the last um, 10 days that maybe as many as 50% of all COVID-infected individuals are actually asymptomatic does it appear that that may be true there's that many folks walking around asymptomatically
1: well what we've seen here is that 35 to 40 percent of the people who test positive outpatient are asymptomatic so I would imagine that's pretty close
0: it sure sounds like it I mean that just seems unreal I know we know that there are people who are asymptomatic but there's a lot more than we know aren't there
1: there are a lot more that don't even know they've had it (laughs)
0: So I know that, you know, the whole world has pretty much held meetings uh, virtually um, much of the last several months. And some folks are getting back to in-person meetings. And I just wonder, is the hospital continuing virtual meetings for its administrative staff, its board, and its medical staff?
1: So we are doing a combination. Um, we are doing virtual meetings, so every meeting, whether it's the medical staff, the administrative staff meetings, or the board meetings, can't, are done virtually, but there are some people who are live and in person together. It depends on the amount of people, and it, it, we remain socially distant. so if we are having a meeting where some people are present together, they are spread, and there's only a few people in a room. But, um, you know, I think virtual is going to continue for the foreseeable future.
0: Okay. I know that you have um, some educational programs at the professional level, and I think you have some, maybe even a partnership with Elmhurst University for nursing. And I'm just wondering, are those um, classes, clinicals, whatever you want to call them, still happening like they normally do?
1: Well, they're not happening like they normally do, but they are happening. We are um, working very closely with our nursing students, both from Elmhurst University and other nursing schools, and having a limited number of nursing students present. We can't have the the large numbers we've had in the past. Um, So a lot of stuff is still done virtually, but some stuff has to be done in person, and so we're working it out with them so it's safe for everybody.
0: Do you have some sort of educational lab or something like that in the building?
1: We do in our uh, we actually was a partnership with Elmhurst University where we built a simulation lab in our lower level. So uh, they have it during the day when, and then we can use it for our employees when they're not using it. It's a, it was a great partnership. We did that I don't know maybe eight or nine years ago. So it was okay.
0: how really about, good. How about non-professional classes like birthing classes and that, or any of those coming back in person?
1: Not yet. We're still doing those all virtually. We're constantly reassessing to see when we can do things in person. But right now, it's virtual.
0: I read a report this last uh, week about the severity of symptoms in certain cases. That there are some researchers that believe it depends on how much of the virus they're exposed to. So if they, you know, they get a mouthful of droplets, so to speak, they may have a more severe case than if they they're just rarely uh, exposed to it. Have you heard any research of that sort or any evidence that that may be true?
1: Well, from what I've learned, that um, yes, there is some thought that that is is accurate. Um, You know, we'll learn more as the months come on as they're doing the um, vaccine testing. But right now, since we are seeing a lot less severe cases, Um, it is thought that it is the viral load that is helping people fight off the illness and not having as severe a case. Although some people are still getting very, very ill. So I wouldn't count that that's going to happen if you get sick.
0: Well, and it sounds like based on your current census, that may be the case too, that uh, it's not getting that much better a little bit, but people should still be careful, obviously. So I've asked you the last few times also about flu shots and when you should get them. Excuse me. And I know that, um, The company I work for, uh, we're getting uh, flu shots for our employees actually later this week. So I know they're available, but my question is, how long are they generally effective once you get that flu shot?
1: So literature varies, but the CDC states right now that they believe the immunity will last up to three months. Um, We're all very hopeful that, that it will last longer and have more effectiveness. But one of the things is when you decide you're going to do your flu shot. So I did my flu shot two weeks ago. Uh, some people here, some physicians here do not believe you should do it that early. Other people believe you should do it early. So my rationale and why I did it early was because right now is when we have this illness and I don't want to be mixed up with being sick with the flu and not knowing and or getting myself so run down that I get COVID as well. So I decided I would take it as early as possible and then see what happens later. Maybe by then we'll have a vaccine that will work um, for the COVID. But I know some doctors who are going to wait a month or so before they take it because they want to have it during the prime flu season of uh, have it really um, working well during February and March, which mine may not.
0: Have you heard of people getting a second flu shot? No. Okay. So you know, we're all hoping for some vaccination, some miracle vaccine that comes through. So my question related to that is, does does the medical community think there'll be this vaccination that'll be good for life, or will it be similar to a flu shot where we'll need to get a, a periodic shot, so to speak, or dose?
1: Well, right now, the way it looks like it's leaning, and we don't know yet, is that it will be at least... Uh, annual kind of shot, but potentially it may even require a, uh, more than one in a year, it may require a booster like some other vaccines. So we don't know yet. Nothing's confirmed, but I don't – I'm for sure don't think it's going to be a one-time and it's over.
0: So I know that there's a, a lot of financial need in the hospitals, the whole hospital community right now because of the uh, – mostly because of the pandemic and the fact that some folks were hesitant to go – to get – um, routine medical care when when they should have, and the fact that COVID reimbursements don't really pay for the cost of care. So I uh, I know that your autumn affair happened your virtual autumn affair this past Saturday. Uh, tell us about uh, the success of that event.
1: So thank you so much for talking about this. It was such a wonderful event on Saturday. Um, you know we were all a little nervous what it would be like virtually and and the organization really needs the financial support of the community. And it was so exciting to see so many people involved and um, willing to give, but also just they supporting the hospital. So we were able to bring in over $350,000 wow. uh, to the hospital. So we're very, very excited. You know, it was, you know, there were a lot of community members that joined us. There was a nice uh, moving video that talked about what it was like to, to be part of the organization during COVID. You know, um, people are saying, well, why you're kind of getting back to normal. Why is it still costing so much? And the reality is we, we still have to use a lot more personal protective equipment than we ever had to use. A lot of people lost their, um, their insurance, but they still need care. And we provide care to everybody who needs care. We don't care if they can afford it or not. We're going to give them the care. Um, the, we still have to space out how, how many patients are in an area, and so our, our volumes are not back to normal. But the cost of providing care has gone up tremendously, and it will continue to go up. And hopefully... You know, we will survive and be able to be strong, and we, the fact that our community supports us and helped us, I really appreciate it. Thank you to everybody that was part of it. Thank you to all of your support, your, both your financial support, your emotional support. You know, we want to make sure that we have the most up-to-date equipment for our staff and our caregivers, and that we provide safe, seamless, and personal care for everybody that comes to our organization.
0: One last thing I want to ask you about and kind of come out of left field a little bit, but... We've talked a lot about um, anxiety and mental health during this pandemic, and I know that's a, an area that's really near and dear to your heart because you were uh, um, a nurse in that in the mental health area for a long time and I want to ask you uh, I know that you you were encouraging your employees to to take a minute here or there for themselves and relax do you have any suggestions on great ways to relax for five or ten minutes
1: <laughs> i I think the best way to relax is to live in the moment and sit back and just think about all the things you're grateful for in life and all the things that that you're able to accomplish and um, and just the fact that you're healthy at the moment. And and also, you know, it's just a matter of, of providing yourself moments of, of just deep breathing and... Um, and just letting all of your worries go because you have no control. Only think about the things that you can control. You know, I, I, I truly believe that when you get sleep regularly, when you take care of yourself, when you don't take on what you have no control over, then that's the way you take care of yourself and you can give more to others. But if you don't do that for yourself, you're never going to be able to give to others.
0: And do you think that if you're having trouble sleeping right now in the last few months and you hadn't before that maybe you should seek some help
1: absolutely i think i think people are don't want to ask for help because they believe they should be able to do it on their own and that's not true Asking for help is a way of taking care of yourself and and doing something that's only for you because what a person can do for you is they focus totally on you and they don't care about anything else in the world but what's best for you. And it is your time for you to do the best thing you can for yourself so that you can be the best you can be for everybody else.
0: Well, Pam, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us again. I uh, wish you the best and uh, keep your staff smiling because the ones that I've seen – via your virtual uh, Autumn Affair uh, Saturday night. They all looked uh, happy and enthused to be helping our community.
1: Thank you so much, and you have a wonderful day, and thank you for all that you do and all that your support that you have given to our organization. You are a blessing to us, and I appreciate it. Thank Thank you. Thank you, Pam. This is Aaron Jason, Business Development Coordinator for the City of Elmhurst. Now more than ever, we're asking the community of Elmhurst to please fill out your US 2020 census. It's quick, safe, and easy, and you can do it online at my2020census.gov. Thank you.
0: The E-Town Lowdown brought to you by the wonderful folks at the Elmhurst Armpit Orchestra, featuring the biggest bass drum in the world at nine feet in diameter. Yes, you heard that right, nine feet in diameter. This has been a special presentation of the E-Town Lowdown.